0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Isaac. And my name is Brian.
1: And this is a podcast where we talk about the entire meta-series slash meta-genre that is Mobile Suit Gundam. From the anime, the movies, the manga, to the model kits, to even the video games, Isaac.
0: Speak of the devil. Today we're going to talk about Gundam video games. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, the Gundam video games are not something that isaac and i have played a lot of is that fair to say isaac
0: that's fair to say but let me say this <laughs> it's not by choice all right <laughs> there, there is a there is a video game conspiracy <laughs> against western gamers <laughs> and preventing us from playing the full breadth of gundam games because <laughs> the vast bulk of them are in, in japan they're only but... available in japan or written in <laughs> japanese <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's especially a lot of the older ones, that it's very true. When Isaac and I were pro- probably prime video game playing age, yeah. it was probably harder to get our hands on some of these um, some of these classic Gundam games. So there are a lot of newer ones that are coming out, you know, even this year. Isaac and I are old now, though, so we just don't have as much time anymore to play video games.
0: But uh, that's not, not not to say we don't want to play them. No. Well, I think I read on Reddit, like, the phrase is... Um the comparison is you're you've got enough money now where you can buy any video game and any console, but you really just don't want to put the time into playing video games. anymore.
1: Yeah. There's this great, I forget who, who made this comic strip, but there's this great comic strip that uh, illustrates that exact point. Like it shows you uh, when you're young and you go buy a game and then you you bring it r- right home and you play it. Like you put it in your console and you play it. And nowadays when you're, when you're our age you go, you buy a game and you bring it home and you put it on your shelf. And then you never play it.
0: <laughs> I also read somebody say that like, you know, 13 year old version of you would be disgusted by how little you play video <laughs> games.
1: Yeah, they would be supremely disappointed in how yeah. we grew up.
0: How much um, money you have <laughs> and how little you spend on video
1: games. To that point... There are an overwhelming number of Gundam video games. I mean, even trying to do research on this topic is almost impossible. There, because there's just so much. Like, I don't even know where to start. And so, where? <laughs> so, I'll, I'll tell you where I started. You know, I started thinking, okay, what are the Gundam video games? I, I looked up the ones I knew, which are a lot of the classics. But then I just started finding that there's just so many games from the 80s and the 90s, and and you know the the newer games that I don't even know about. And I counted based on I, I went to different lists of Gundam video games. I checked Wikipedia, I checked Mecha Anime HQ, I checked the Gundam Wiki, and I think Wiki had the uh, like normal Wikipedia. I think that had the most complete list, but someone out there might have a better one somewhere. Right. Uh, but I counted 199 unique Gundam games if, oh my if God. I if I counted right. I tried to correct for like a game that was released on multiple systems because I think originally I started with 250, but I whittled it down to 199. And that does not, and that does not include uh, the Super Robot Wars series, uh, which has like Gundam suits, but also characters from other uh, Mecha series. So that that excludes the Super Robot Wars games, uh, which means there's even more games that actually have Gundam in them that may, maybe they're just not a com- completely Gundam game. Isaac, do you care to guess which uh, manufacturer has the most Gundam games on their systems, and which system that w- might be?
0: I mean it has to be a PlayStation, right?
1: That's right. So no. out of those 199 oh, okay. games, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Out of those 199 games, Sony has 92. And 27 of those are on the PS2, of course. <laughs> the next <laughs> the next closest manufacturer is Nintendo, and they have 56 games, and the most on one console they have is 16, and that was for the Super Nintendo. So you can see a definite shift there from the 90s to the, the 2000s and on, but from Nintendo to Sony from a, from a Gundam video game perspective, which was kind of interesting.
0: It should be almost no surprise to an extent, right? I mean, PlayStation and Sony are such big fish in Japan. To compare that 199, I was like, well, how does that
1: stack up to other things? And what is the biggest video game franchise?
0: Uh, Mario? Uh, yeah, exactly. So how many Mario games do you think there have been? Oh, God. I'm going to cut underneath 300 and say, I don't know, 270? Maybe. No, I think I overshot. I'll go 189.
1: No, you were extremely close. So, again, I checked a few different lists. I I pulled the wiki list. I have no idea if it's you know 100% complete or accurate, but I counted 261 unique Mario games on that list. Yeah. So if you put the Gundam games up against the Mario games, that's pretty close, which is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, to an extent, though, they have the same lifespan in a way, right? They're both kind of born in the, well, Mario's kind of the 80s, actually. Okay, so Gundam's older. That's <laughs> a lot of games. It's a lot of
1: games, man. So the first Gundam game, and keep in mind, right. listeners, obviously, you know, those of you that are Gundam fans, you know that Gundam started in 1979 with the original series. So when do you think the first game came out? 84, very close. December of 1983. And it was called uh, Kido Senshi Gundam Part One, Gundam Daishinitatsu. I don't know what that means, and I probably pronounced it incorrectly. Kido Senshi Gundam just means Mobile Suit Gundam. Can um, you
0: give us your impression of like? A, <laughs> I want your impression of like a Japanese admiral or an admiral of the Earth Earth Federation saying that <laughs> Kido Senshi Gundam. <laughs> that's pretty good i like it not bad yeah i've
1: watched a a lot of anime in my day for a a white male but of course yeah uh so this was released on various uh home computers back in (laughs) the day
0: let me interrupt you for a quick second i'm sorry let me just say to our listeners the vast majority of anime fans in the united states are white males so this (laughs) should not be surprising at all please continue
1: but see, that's why I have you on this podcast, right? You're not a white male. so yeah. it's, it's the, Our it's, listeners the don't know part. that.
0: We'll, <laughs> you we'll never tell what you are. But... You blew my Latino cloaking device. <laughs> you know how hard I worked to make this cloaking device.
1: <laughs> this game was released on various home computers at the time. These were Japanese home computers. So they were things like the NEC or the NEC PC 8801 the NEC PC9801, the Sharp X1 and the FM7. I've never heard of any of those before this. I guess I just don't know my 1980s Japanese home computer history.
0: Yeah, I imagine these were like, you know, the original Apple ones or something like that, <laughs> the equivalent, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they were probably, you know, popular back in the day. Um for, for in the home computing market for the you know in the 1980s. So back then probably makes yeah. total total sense to someone who grew up in the, or lived through the 1980s in Japan, but it's to exactly us it sounds that. completely yeah. you know completely random string of numbers, no idea. Um, but this game was, you know, in terms of like what kind of game it was, it was an adventure game with, with it was kind of like a visual novel with certain RPG oh. and certain shooter mechanics. But I think based on what I read, you know, it sounds like it was mostly a visual novel. Um, Which makes sense, given the computing power of the day. Um, Right. And it was based on, get this, episodes 1 to 3 of the original TV series. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And, you know, it was called Part 1 because there was a Part 2, which was called uh, Kido Senshin Gundam Part 2, Tobey Gundam. And that was released the following year, 1984. And it it focused on episodes 4 through 12. So they the Part 1 focused on three episodes. They went real big for Part 2. For another nine episodes to get you to episode 12.
0: Wow. They really uh, stretched out their, their content library. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that gives you an, a sense of how far the, the gun video games have come, right? I mean, they started with two little games in 1983 1984. And, um, and basically 200 games later, here we are in, in 2020. That's less than 40 years with 200 games. That means you're getting at least five games a year.
0: Wow. Which is well. nuts. If you're a Gundam fan in Japan, you're, you're always playing Gundam. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sadly, here in the United States, we uh, don't have that luxury.
1: <laughs> Needless to say, that game never came out on any U.S. console or U.S.
0: computer. Interesting. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So, how did
1: you how did you start your research,
0: Isaac? I started my research sort similar to you. I went to Wikipedia, and I was like, okay. This is a lot of games, <laughs> and then from there I started paring down. Like, all right, I definitely remember this game back when it came out. This was the first game I heard of. This game sounds awesome, and this game I've seen you know multiple playthroughs on YouTube, and I know you know a lot more about it. Right. So I was like, well, let me let me do some research on these, get down with like, the general gist of them, and then from there I'll be able to discuss it on the podcast, and um, hopefully our listeners enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think our goal with this episode is just to give the listeners who maybe haven't played a ton of Gundam video games, or maybe, you know, maybe they've played some newer ones, but maybe not some of the old ones, some ideas of maybe some games that sound interesting or that maybe you would want to go back and play. Because with 40, with basically 40 years worth of games, 200 games to choose from, there's a lot out there if you really want to play a Gundam video game. It's just about finding out of those 200, which ones sound interesting to me. And which are in English? <laughs> yeah, and, which, and
0: certainly, and which ones are which, accessible? Which you'd actually be able to play? <laughs> so what's the first? Well, you kind of already said the first game on your list, right? Gundam. I mean, right? Gundam. Right, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it was the the original Gundam on the? What did you say? Any or the home the home Japanese computers? The Choose Your Own Adventure Mobile Suit Gundam.
1: <laughs> From after that first game, I, I started to think, okay, well, what are the best Gundam games of all time? Like, if I'm just new to Gundam games and I want to play the best ones, What which ones would I play? So I approached that in two different ways. First, I went to Metacritic just to see what the top three Gundam-related games are. And to do that, it was very unscientific. I typed in Gundam and I sorted by score. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the top three, or the first one, is Gundam Battle Assault 2 with wow. a score of 80 out of 100. So as you can tell, if that's the top-scoring game overall gundam games do not score well on uh, on metacritic.
0: I was which... going to say nothing in the 90s.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nothing in the 90s unfortunately. Let me just double check that.
0: I'll just say this to our listeners while Brian researches. That's abysmal. If you have such a hu- if you have over 200 <laughs> games and not one of them broke to the 90th percentile, like what's going on with the <laughs> With the design teams or the story teams, I mean, how are you unable to break that window or that, that glass ceiling to get to the 90s? <laughs> I
1: mean, I think it's probably games that are not original games and that are based on things are always never as good, generally. I think that's a, a fairly reasonable position to hold, right, given what we've seen. Excuse
0: me, GoldenEye was amazing. <laughs> that's true. I'm not saying... 64. I'm, I'm saying in general...
1: There's certainly There are certainly exceptions. Yeah, Goldeneye being right. a great example. So right. may, maybe Gundam games get a, a bit of a boost from the player base, right? If you're a Gundam fan and you're looking for a Gundam game, I would certainly be willing to tolerate maybe not the best game in the world because it was a Gundam game. Like, for example, if there was a Gundam game that had an original story in the Universal Century that I wanted to hear about, I would definitely play it, and I'd probably play it longer if it was a bad game than I would if it was a bad game without being related to Gundam.
0: Yeah, okay, you got me there. We'll talk about a game later on that I've long been interested in. (laughs) Sadly, I've been unable to play. But just looking at the game, I'm a bit unfamiliar with it, but um, it has a map system that I think looks terrible. But, I mean, (laughs) I've never played it, so I have limited judgment. So, yeah, I imagine there's there's certain... uh, a, a conflict maybe when they're designing these games, where they have to sort of balance it being Gundam enough and also enjoyable enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Plus, they've been putting these things out in in record
0: numbers. Pump out those models. Pump out those games. Don't you dare stop. Uh, you, whatever series is currently running, you know, there's a there's definitely a window that they have to like maybe put out a game for that series or multiple games if they can, and then they have to move on, right? So. Oh yeah, totally. Clocks ticking.
1: Oh, and I should say that that the count I gave. Did not include mobile games. So um, I was like, you know what? We can we can. I was like, I don't even want to go into mobile games if there's already 200 no. for yeah. for consoles and, and handhelds and computers.
0: No insult to our mobile gamers. But uh, let's just say that most mobile gamers are casuals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are fighting words. Sir. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of demands to like fight someone in Hearthstone or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, the, the top game on Metacritic rated 80 out of 100 is Gundam Battle Assault 2. This came out in 2002 for the PS2 and it is essentially a 2D fighting game. And this is a really interesting game because it was first released in North America rather than Japan Mm -hmm. but it's there's sort of a caveat to that. It's a sequel to Gundam Battle Assault from 2000 which was also released on the PS2 I believe. But that first Gundam Battle Assault is itself a remake of a Gundam game in Japan called Gundam the Battle Master 2 and that Gundam the Battle Master 2 was heavy on like UC suits. So it was all, you know, Universe Century based for the most part. I think there was um, a few non UC things in there, but generally it was a UC game.
0: I like it already.
1: And <laughs> and so it's a fighting game. So, you know, great, which was really popular around that time, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. You know, that's like the heyday of, of Marvel vs. Capcom, right? Right. Um, but in this, is, but in Gundam Battle Assault 1, they replaced the original cast with like wing characters because to to cater to the american audience right because that's what we had received from a gundam perspective at that time oh my god but but (laughs) you know like anything right in video games you can't just replace stuff without kind of redoing the game so what they did was they like took out the hamahama from the game which is a zeta gundam uh, era suit and they replaced it with the wing gundam and the Wing Gundam is actually just a modified like Zeta Gundam sprite that has the same moves. Oh, and it, it kind of results in like a fu- a, like a funny thing because apparently you know both the Zeta Gundam and the Wing Gundam transform for, for listeners who knows who knows both of those suits, the Zeta Gundam transforms into what, what we call the wave rider. Uh-huh. It's basically a jet kind of thing. And the wing Gundam also transforms into kind of a jet, but they call that the bird mode. But because you just sort of reskinned the Zeta Gundam, that means that the Wing Gundam now moves like the Zeta Gundam. And if you know anything about the Zeta Gundam and the Wing Gundam, their transformations don't, they're not similar um, at all. And so I think what happens is in the game, the Wing Gundam ends up flying upside down when in bird mode. Of course. <laughs> if you compared its bird mode in the show to the video game. So that I just thought that was hilarious and a great example of
0: how, you know, companies will go to, the, <laughs> go to, to uh, all lengths to sell their product. I see how they never broke the 90th percentile. <laughs> They're just cutting corners left and right over in Japan trying to pump out these games. Put it out there, man. Sell, sell, sell your stuff. Um, so Gundam, So that was the original Gundam Battle Assault. And Gundam Battle Assault
1: 2 went a step further. And it replaced the wing suits in Gundam Battle Assault with G-Gundam suits and Endless Waltz suits. And But and this was my favorite. At this point, Endless Waltz had come out. G-Gundam had started airing. The Universal Century stuff had started airing. So, you know, they said, OK, well, for the sequel, we got to put that stuff in there. So they they took out some of the, the old wing suits that they had in Gundam Battle Assault and they put in G Gundam, slapped in a G Gundam story, put in the Endless Waltz suits. But they also put in Gundam Epion, which Gundam Epion's not in Endless Waltz. It's in the TV series. But early 2000s, late 90s, you got to have that dragon Gundam in there to stay edgy, man. Oh, God. Oh, and one of my favorite things on the wiki about this game is that apparently early versions of Gundam Battle Assault 2, they actually incorrectly spell Gundam on the game's spine. What did instead of, say? Instead, <laughs> instead of G-U-N-D-A-M, they spell Gundam G U I'm going to put the dumb in Gundam. <laughs> so quality control, maybe not the best. But that said, it's it sounds like it's it's... <laughs> It sounds like this game was was really good from a from a gameplay perspective. I mean, you can find a lot of people online who say this was their favorite game and that it was a great, you know, fighting game for the time. And that's that's probably a big compliment because, you know, like I said, this this was a real heyday for 2D style arcade kind of fighting games. Um so for this to be fondly or favorably remembered, it probably says a lot about, you know, how good the game was. Now, granted, it's an 80 out of 100. It's not in the 90s like you said. I think Metacritic is pretty can be pretty tough sometimes and it's an old scary. game so I don't know how many reviews Metacritic is you know aggregating for this kind of thing but you know if you were a kid uh, back then you had a ps2 generally I think a game like this could have been your first foray into Gundam this this may be how people were getting into Gundam back then.
0: It doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> I do not have any interest in playing this, this, this stumbling game that the design team threw together and didn't even have the time to, like, check if it would make sense or a work properly. <laughs> hey, man. Gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, so,
1: that, so that was number one. So I looked at the top three. Number two is a new game. Or a newer game, I'll say a more modern game. This is Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus Maxi Boost On, which has a score of 78 out of 100. It may also have the most complicated name out of any ga- out of any um, Gundam game that I read about. This is w- one entry in the Extreme Versus arcade series of games. Wow. Uh, it came out in 2016 for the in in arcades, and it's so popular that they actually just released a PS4 version including a PS4 version in America. So you can go get this game right now. They just released it in July. End of July. I believe July 30th, yeah. Apparently it's very popular. It's uh, held its popularity in Japan so much that they decided to release it for console, uh, which is great. It is a 3D, you know, PvP arcade fighter. I believe it's two-on-two, I think. Um, I know it's four-player. And you can choose from 183 mobile suits to play as. So holy cow. And the unit's... Yeah, there, and there's quite a variety in there because if I just wa- I watched the trailer and in the like minute and a half trailer alone I spotted Gundam Bale from Iron Blooded Orphans, Gundam Double Zeta, Crossbone Gundam, Penelope, and even the um, the Ifrit Kai from the Blue Destiny. Okay, so, so you really and put everything in there. It's gotten pretty good reviews. Apparently, it's very fast paced. So if you like, you know, third person, sort of all range, 360 degree, up, down, left, right. You know, fighting games. Uh, All
0: range mode. (laughs) (laughs) All range. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought of.
1: I was like, "How do I describe this?" And then in my mind, Peppy saying "All range mode" was perfect
0: (laughs) for our listeners. You know that moment (laughs) in Star Fox where you where the R wing extends its ring its wings. (laughs) That a Gundam. Yes. <laughs> Let's face so, it. Star Fox is pretty much Gundam. All right, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Yes.
1: Um, so this game, this game is a, it's an update to a previous game from 2014 called Extreme Versus Maxi Boost, which itself is an update to Extreme Versus Full Boost, which was released in 2012, which itself was an update to Extreme Versus, which was released in 2010. And the the, the whole Extreme Versus series is basically a sequel or kind of like this successor to the Versus series which also had a variety of titles with similar gameplay. Uh, Notable games in in the Versus series include Gundam Versus Gundam from 2008, and there were a bunch of older titles uh, that also had the Versus name, kind of like Federation Versus Zeon in 2001. So this whole Versus concept uh, has now basically been going on 20 years, and even the Extreme Versus series is now 10 years old because Extreme Versus originally came out in 2010, so it's now 2020, and they're still going. They actually just released a full sequel called extreme versus two back in 2018, but that's still in arcades that has not been ported uh, to consoles yet, but I believe that it has similar gameplay. So if you're, if you're able to make it to an arcade in Japan, I actually don't know if it's in us arcades. I'm sure there's some cabinets out there somewhere playing it, uh, but that sounds like a pretty cool game to play. I counted about 16 titles in the versus and extreme versus series altogether. So they're doing something right. I mean, you don't put out 16 games in the same series uh, for them to all be bad. I'm sure there's a few clunkers in there, but overall sounds like a sounds like a positive. So I, you know, I think if you're looking to get into a Gundam game today, that's new and has a lot of players. This game, uh, Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on sounds like the the place to be as long as you enjoy, you know, kind of two on two fighting games. Why not? Yeah, I mean, the trailer looks pretty cool, graphics look great, uh, looks very fast-paced, controls look pretty tight, so I would, I would definitely check it out if you're looking to play something today that's that's very accessible, where you don't have to go, you know, track down a PS2 or, or a ROM um, of something.
0: Exactly. Man, Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. If I had a PS4 right now in the time, I would buy it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Cyber Monday's coming up. There you go. There you go.
1: Get on that Maxi Boost on train. There you go. Uh, and number three, we drop all the way down to a seventy three out of a hundred. For Mobile Suit Gundam Federation versus Zeon, back from and this is again another entry in the versus series. This is the first one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this was this came out for in arcades and on PS2 in 2001, and then on Sega Saturn in 2002. This is a third-person action shooter game where you sort of just play through the one-year war and you acquire more you know suits as you go along as you as you, you know, complete more missions go up the ranks i don't think there's any original characters here just kind of who you'd expect you could you can play as the white base crew on the federation side and then on the zeon side you can play as um you know char the tristar ramboral dozel garma um, all the usuals you'd expect to play as uh, and overall this game has very good reviews it sounds like it's a lot of people remember it as being you know pretty darn good so it, it is a little dated now if you didn't grow up in that era um I think in general, a lot of the early 2000s, late 90s 3D games maybe haven't aged too well from a graphics perspective. But if you mainly are interested in gameplay, this one sounds you know pretty good to check out if you if you have access to it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm.
1: Yeah, and so the top three on Metacritic was actually pretty varied, right? We have <clears throat> you have a Battle Assault 2, which is a 2D fighter. You have um, Extreme versus Maxi Boost on. Which is a 3D fighter and a 3D, and then you have uh, Federation versus Zeon, which is a sort of a 3D action game with like more Uh story-based. So all three of those are very different, which is which is great. Like it would be kind of weird if, for example, the top ten were all fighting games, um, but they're not. So that's a good sign. That means you know, if you want to play some of these games, there's kind of a a variety of genres available to you. Because for example, I am terrible at fighting games. I don't really have too much of a desire to play fighting games. Uh, like, if I was going to go seek out a Gundam game, it probably wouldn't be a fighting game.
0: But what, what's your take on that, Isaac? Do you know if they're all from the same publisher? Uh, That's a good question. Um, I mean, Bandai's were...
1: always involved. Obviously, I'm sure they hire different people to make the games throughout the years. It's got to be different teams. I mean, the same team can't okay. be making
0: an action game that's making a fighting game, I'm sure. Hmm. I wonder if they had like a, just a, a few core like employees that were... Sort of in this in those three teams or something like, (laughs) like if you actually look at it like I don't know, what was it called Pomodoro technique or something like that where like these are the twenty responsible for eighty percent of the success or something like that. Oh yeah 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 Yeah, could be could be never know you never know
1: yeah I don't I don't know enough about Bandai's video game pipeline (laughs) video game development pipeline but maybe someone out there does the the third way I looked at it was to kind of take a very unscientific poll about what people's favorite Gundam games were kind of just looked around and kind of looked into something I thought were interesting that people might be interested in but tell me about some of the games that you found Isaac
0: all right the first and and no not really in any particular order but um what I put at the top of my list was the first Gundam game I ever encountered I remember there was a demo available for this uh back when demos were available on discs <laughs> <laughs> and I remember playing it with my friend and I was like, What the heck is this all about? Like they're talking about the Federation and Xeon and like what's a Gundam and all that. And this is Gundam Side Story, 0079, Rise from the Ashes on Dreamcast. So this came out back in the day, the Dreamcast days. This was like early two thousands. It, it was nineteen was- it was nineteen ninety nine. Okay, almost 2,000. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. And this this game has you playing um it's it's a it's a first person perspective shooter, um, pretty lumbering though. You're the uh, you're you're part of the White Dingo team, which is this group of uh, GMS or your squad, and it's during the one year war, and you know you're on a mission. Blah blah blah. So it was on the Dreamcast. Review wise, it was not great, kind of mediocre but i think it was like the only dreamcast gundam game because dreamcast didn't really have a long console life and uh, brian you should remember this game cuz it makes the uh, the first and last appearance of Astaroth, <laughs> the, the bioweapon <laughs> from Xe'on that was going to make plants just grow nonstop <laughs> that's right it was one of our favorite super weapons in in the super yeah. weapon episode the, so, the... <laughs> yeah. this this game always i mean i i just kind of memorized the name gundam side story double 79 because i always wanted to play it i only had access to the demo and it turns out maybe it was for the best that i didn't play it <laughs> because you actually never play as a gundam and you know the plot revolves around asteroth which is a horrible shoot-in bioweapon you know oh god i can't believe they didn't decide to make like it about a mobile suit you know i mean sorry a mobile armor like uh the eighth ms team it, it would have made more sense but <laughs> whatever but anyways that that's what i put at the top of my list because i was like you know that was that was my first introduction to gundam being a games yeah i had that one on
1: my list as well and I, I would really like to play that one one day because that that has the the gm sniper 2 in it which is one of, <laughs> which is my favorite gm from the one year war and i think maybe one of the most popular gms from the one year war so that, that that's in this game. Uh, the White Dingo team gets a few units, I believe, at the end to use it in I think the either the last battle or the last few battles. This game seems like a real hard sell to me because it's called Gundam Side Story 0079, but you don't actually get to play as a Gundam. You only get to play as GM and GM variants, and maybe a gun cannon or gun tank, I don't remember and this was put out in 1999 in America which at that point not much UC had really made it over here yet i mean you know cartoon network hadn't started showing their UC series i mean there there was like a really old dub i think of the of the movie trilogy but that was way earlier than 1999 so i don't i don't know that any kid you know with a with a dreamcast i don't know if you were the target market I, maybe this was for gundam fans already but i don't know how you would know about the show
0: yeah, it it might have been... I don't know. For all we know, this was some corporate case of testing the waters. So Can they be. decided to dub it. They decided to change the language and then release it and see how it did in the market. Unfortunately, they released it on Dreamcast, which was a terrible idea because Dreamcast died. It was the final Sega console. And here we are, talking about the mediocre game. So <laughs> mobile <super-endom> side story. <laughs> the only thing I'll add is that Dreamcast actually had three other
1: games. One of them was oh Federation versus Zeon also came out on Dreamcast. Uh, there was a there was a Gearin's Greed game on Dreamcast, wow. and there was one called Gundam Battle Online.
0: Were uh, these English or? That's
1: a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, Federation versus Zeon probably was Gearin's Greed. I doubt it. Yeah. Unless you know, and then Gundam Battle Online. I don't know much about that one. I'm sure someone out there does. If if the <laughs> listeners out there who has all these games translated for Dreamcast, let us know. (laughs) Does your Dreamcast still work, and can you send it to Isaac so that he can play Garen's
0: Greed, Blood of Zeon? (laughs) I don't remember what my Dreamcast is. It might have been sold. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just I had enough, and I was like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Let it die along with Sega. All right, which one's next on your list, Isaac? All right, next on my list was something, when I read it, it was just a rabbit hole of awesomeness. All right. And I fell down like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you just could, you couldn't stop my fall, Brian. All right. <laughs> here we go. Game is called Kido Senshi Gundam Senjou no Kitsuna, which translates into Mobile Suit Gundam Bonds of the Battlefield.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I think I read about this one, but I, yeah. Keep, keep going. Okay, Enlighten me. Brian,
0: Brian if you can wind black, the claw brain and think back to when we're talking about gundam land our Mm -hmm. limitless budget uh theme park (laughs) for gundam this game is almost as close as we can get to putting someone into a mobile suit okay this game is not available available for your house or any console right because you have to go to an arcade to play it because players step into something called a pod a pod which is a panoramic optical display and for our listeners if you're able to google this brian if you're able to google this you're you're essentially sitting in a cockpit as close as you can get to a cockpit in like you know an arcade that you would go to and it's got, like, these screens and stuff. So you really feel like you're inside the cockpit with, the, you know, the controls in front of you. You're actually sitting down. And, you know, you've got screens on your left, your right, and then the, the, the main one, and I think one above your head, too. So it's very immersive. Um, this actually got launched back in 06. So it's been around for a while. Uh, arcades usually have four pods, but some have more. And... Mm-hmm. The game is online, so you're not really playing, you know, just people in your immediate vicinity or you know whatever computer simulation or pre created map and enemies are, are generated for you. No, you actually have a fight online in different factions, and it it just sounds so awesome because it's about as organized as you would expect for, like, something in Japan that's clearly catering <laughs> to hardcore fans because there's a game center where you sign up and there's, like, automatic rankings. You can get these sort oh, of wow. player... Um, you get these player cards, and, you know, they keep your score, and if you go to, like, a different arcade, you know, the, your 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 card gets, like, overwritten with, like, the last... Um, with, the, with the current location you're at, the arcade, and you can organize <laughs> in teams... Um, when the battle starts, you you, you can uh, communicate with your teammates, you know, across online, and it it just sounds so awesome to play. Like uh, I imagine it, when I go to Japan eventually, I'll make it a point to like try to play this as best I can. You know, who knows how much I'll be able to actually understand what what the screens and <laughs> writing are. <laughs> but for all I know, I'll like eject myself in like the, the opening minutes. But, um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, they said average game time lasts 10 to 15 minutes, which is pretty awesome. And, you know, these aren't your just your, your sort of dinky bucket seats that you sit in. No, there's surround sound speakers in there. Um, you can bring your own headset because there's headset jacks, so that's how intense it is. I guess oh, wow. ace players are bringing their own custom headsets. <laughs> um, there's foot pedals. There's foot pedals, Brian. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, um, it, I just I can't say enough about how awesome this game sounds and how interesting it looks. Aside from that, I mean, oh, yeah, also, like any really good game that's tracking you, because you get player cards, you know, you can kind of take your card with you and kind of like keys you in, I guess, as you come back for more games, you know, as you go around Japan, I guess. You sort of gain points, so it tracks how good you actually are in the game. So you can sort of determine, I guess, when you log, You know, their entry kind of scoreboard kiosk area. You can set it so that you only fight people close to your advanced level or what have you. So you can avoid fighting beginners and all that. So it sounds pretty complex and sophisticated. They made it almost as tournament-like as they could. And it has a lot of different Gundams. Some Gundams that, you know, I'm surprised are there. Like, Alex is there. Blue Destiny you can also play as a ball (laughs) they get very they get very yeah they get very meta too with the ranks that you get as you go on you can you start as a civilian but you go all the way up to like general so there's there's like about a dozen uh ranks and as far as battlefields they have every battlefield you would want there's california base there's multiple jabra levels (laughs) you can't just have one there's some areas that, are like, I'm surprised they're there, like Torrington Base from D Three. Like, what the hell is that there? <laughs> it was <laughs> it was in, like, two episodes. So I, there's a coup It's just, I don't know. It sounds about as immersive an experience as you could get for Gundam. Um, sadly, <laughs> there's no evidence that it's ever made it to the U.S. I think the furthest they exported it was, like, Hong Kong.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, Doesn't, based on that... Yeah. This sounds amazing, and I think we need to go to Japan right now and go
0: play this game. <laughs> we're gonna do it after COVID. <laughs> it's happening, listeners. The, <laughs> this is Japan
1: Cast. I mean, we could basically just stop the episode now. I don't think we're gonna get a better game than Bonds the Battlefield. <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures of this thing, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I'm mean, gonna I like play that, it. I mean, that's
0: what you would want right that's what you would want if you are a Gundam fan and you walked into like a Gundam arcade you'd be like okay all my money is going on this and like right. maybe some drinks <laughs> yeah
1: totally totally yeah. and yeah it, you know listeners cool. Isaac has always been one of those people that has always really wanted like the full mech warrior setup you know the special thing they sell so i think i think this bond right. to the battlefield pod is like right up
0: Isaac's alley <laughs> i would like show up in my flight suit <laughs> right <laughs> I would want my team, like, we all show up in our flight suits and, like, we sit down and, like, for us it's real for, like, the ten minutes that we're actually fighting. <laughs> Admiral Delaz, yeah. I'm ready. Put me in. Yeah. I only answer to Delos. <laughs> the manager has to pretend he's Delos. <laughs> Could we create our own faction, the King Space Pigs? We'll do it. We'll be the, uh, I don't know, the swine sides or something like that.
1: <laughs> we'll be like you said. We'll we'll accidentally eject ourselves a minute into the into the combat. I'm sure Probably. not being able to read anything. But we'll get yeah, we'll get
0: like to this <laughs> we'll get to this arcade in like Tokyo or or Hokkaido, and then like we'll sit down and we'll all be excited and loud and like everybody watching is like oh god the Americans are here stupid and americans then, like, we'll be defeated in like <laughs> ten seconds because <laughs> we we eject at the start of the battle. <laughs> And so ends our our Japan cast. It'll be the most disappointing start, Twitch stream yeah. ever. We just start yelling at the manager. All these, all the writing's in Japanese! How, how do you expect us to play yeah. this game? I thought you were our allies.
1: <laughs> oh, this game looks amazing. Yeah, I really want to play this one now. Oh, man. I'm sure you can. You know, when I went to Japan, there's you know, plenty of arcades. I'm sure this is all over the place in, like, uh, in uh, akihabara and those kind of places so shouldn't be too hard to find we just need to make it yeah. over there yeah, yeah. Should be fun. Maybe we can
0: like buy one or like yeah we'll buy them we'll install them in our homes we'll connect them <laughs> online we'll do we'll like hire a programmer that's able to like translate it <laughs> and then yes. we'll just that'll be our life <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just
1: need one room in your house dedicated to bonds of the battlefield there you go <laughs>
0: yeah so that was on my probably the top of on my, out of my list that was probably the most awesome sounding one i thought
1: yeah that one seems super cool now i want to play that one what you got any what, what's next on your list i mean whatever it is it's not gonna be all as right. good as that one
0: no it's not and it, you know what this might be the bottom of my list <laughs> this next one is called mobile suit gundam age oh, on the no. PSP. all right we haven't had an age episode yet let me just tell everybody that it's probably the most chippy Gundam besides SD Gundam, and it didn't do well. I didn't think it was a terrible story, but it didn't do well um, for different reasons. This, I, f- I believe, is the only <laughs> AGE game, so that might shed some light on Sunrise and maybe Bandai knowing that, okay, this isn't going to do well at all. Just put it <laughs> on the PSP. So it's it's also surprisingly one of the few Gundam games that I did research on that you actually play the storyline. You know, it's not a side story, it's not a fighting game that just uses the Gundams. It's not some, you know, bizarre story they made up. No, you're going to do the actual, you know, the beats of the main storyline that you actually saw in the series and you just play through it and that's the game. That's the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean compared to Bonds of the Battlefield,
0: you're right. That one I'm never picking that up. <laughs> no. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> There's a lot on the PSP. You don't need to waste it on Gundam AGE.
1: <laughs> but I think I think um, it being the only AGE game is interesting, um, right, because of what you said before about the window, right? So when, yeah. when Bandai puts out a Gundam TV show, they're putting out a whole meta-series, meta-genre blitz, right? You're going to get your anime. You're going to get your manga. You're going to get your, your models, your video games, your figures, you know, t-shirts, all the whole thing. The fact that AGE only got one game really tells you how well that sh- that show did. Poor, yeah, poor yeah. AGE, but yeah, short-lived.
0: What's next on your list, Brian?
1: And we're gonna cut it there for this episode. Next week we'll continue our overview of Gundam video games you might want to play, including Isaac's favorite series he's never played, the games known as Guren's Greed. Please like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on Twitter at Colony Dropcast. Until then, keep those Manofsky reactors warm, stay safe out there, and have a great week, everybody.